Welcome in to the NASCAR Betting Preview Show Podcast, episode 36. I'm your host, Derek Yoder. And on this episode, I'm joined once again by my co-host, Phil of the Full Tank with Phil podcast, here to preview the Toyota 200 from Worldwide Technology Raceway. And Phil, before we dive into a betting recap of Charlotte last week, I got to give you props for holding down the fort and doing a solo pod last week with the trucks. I'm just happy to have you back, Dark. I mean, really... <laughs> It it feels good. This feels this feels natural, you know, to be able to riff on uh, what we have going on this week with the trucks and the odds, uh, bounce some things back and forth. So happy to have you back. You know, it's funny. You know, they you hear race car drivers sometimes say, oh, I saw my car out there and somebody else was driving it. That's how I felt listening back to the pod. I was like, <laughs> I hear our podcast and I'm not on it. And it's like, but you did a good job. It got me excited for the race last week. So let's do this before we dive into obviously previewing everything that's going to happen this week. Let's just look back real quick uh, and do a quick betting recap from Charlotte. You hit Heim over Sanchez. You hit Enfinger over Eckes, and you hit Corey Heim top five. What are some other notable things that came out of what you experienced and what you thought about from a handicapping perspective uh, at Charlotte last week? Um, to be honest, I mean, you you hit the the three that I wanted to bring up. Um it's kind of a blur. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm copping out on this one. You, you hit the three notes that I had of like the, the winners. Um, it wasn't a fantastic weekend. I know that had some outrights out there that didn't uh, play, but um, the weekend itself was just a complete blur to me. Trucks kicked things off. I remember thinking, okay, you know, we survived Friday night. Didn't go as well as maybe we had hoped, uh, but you know, we're still alive and uh, frisky and, um, you know, here we are a week later. So we survived and um, we'll move forward. Well, it was also your bet, your uh, birthday weekend as well, you know, your birthday. And so like, Absolutely. I get it, everything it kind of blending together and, and, you know, you didn't put any, I don't think you put any drunk bets on any truck series uh, no. drivers or anything. Did you? Yeah. Just Ryan Blaney or uh, Penske to win Penske or whatever it was win. plus 900 that you did in the cup. Yes. Race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, a couple of the notable things uh, that I know. I mean, one thing that I did not get right uh, was Tanner Gray over David Gilliland. I thought Gilliland was just going to be like a 15th place car. Tanner Gray qualified well. I thought he might have that. Uh, that was bad. I put a lot. I put too much on that and that lost. Uh, but some of the other ones that, you know, you also had freezing over uh, Gilliland. So Gilliland got us that both one, ways. That one hurt. I mean, yeah. that was one. I definitely blocked that one out. I, I don't know how that one didn't hit because uh, that was hitting most of the race. And yep. sure enough, like the end, I don't know if like Friesen had a late pit stop or something, but he got out of sync and uh, it didn't work out for us. Uh, they they had a bad strategy or something. Gillen, props to him. I mean, dude's old as shit, owns the whole team and um, is able to keep the car on track and top 15. So good for them. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely eating grow on that one. I, I was slamming freezing <laughs> over Gilliland Cause I'm thinking there's no way, but Hey, he's a Wiley veteran, man. So you got to give him credit. I, I thought the same thing. So we got, we, we got bit with the uh, David Gillen. He got us there. Uh, but you know, he hit on a couple things, you know, we've been really trying to gain some more momentum. We were red hot for a little while it feels like maybe at Darlington, definitely at North Wilkesboro, and a little bit here at Charlotte. We, we've 
come back to reality a little bit. Well, we have five races, Phil, until the playoffs start for the Truck Series. It is June 1st. We have five races. Can you believe that? That feels like so long away before September. So we have some opportunities here from now till then to really start gaining some of that momentum. This week especially, you know, there's no Cup Series. There's no Xfinity Series drivers in the event. It is still part of the Triple Truck Challenge where uh, they win the race. They get 50000 If Ben Rhodes can win every race, each of these next three, uh, he will win $500,000. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But I want to go over uh, just a quick recap, and I'm going to let you really kind of lead the charge here. But last year, Corey Heim won the race. And if you look at that, you think, well, Corey was a part-time driver. You know, that came in, got the win. Now what we see what he's doing this year and how well he's been running you know, that's going to be an interesting storyline that I'm sure we'll talk about here on the pod today. But what else do you remember from last year um, that you think would be notable for the listeners? Yeah, I mean, Corey Heim got the win. Um, but before that happened, you know, we saw some drivers just getting loose. Just if you watch the, the race again or the highlights of the race, even like there were drivers just spinning out on their own. And, you know, that's something... It, that you kind of maybe come to expect with the truck series, because it is that blend of like veterans and like, you know, 16, 17, eight year old kid, 18 year old kids um, coming up. So you're going to have that from time to time. But I mean, we saw some action for the lead. Like Chandler Smith was an absolute beast last year in the 18 truck. And we saw him and end finger battling for the lead and end finger just gets loose and takes them both out. Uh, Smith had a good enough car and finger, you know, but he was basically wrecked, but uh, Smith had a good enough car where he came all the way back. I think he finished third. He was a factor on that last restart as we'll talk about in a second. Uh, Zane Smith ran into some trouble and, you know, he was able to bounce back for a top 10, but you know, still this is a, a racetrack where the reason I'm calling out guys getting loose here is you could be a damn good car, right? Leading the race and some schmuck, just spins in front of you and you are just caught along for the ride. So there's no guarantees here at all. Uh, it's not like a Daytona level uncertainty, but you know, it was kind of surprising to look back and see that, um, you know, if you do get caught up in it, we saw drivers be able to rebound. If it was early enough in the race, Zane rebound for a top 10 Chandler rebound for a top 10. Um, so we had, a. Uh, Eckes versus Derek Kraus for the lead towards the end. Then we had a late restart. Eckes chose just the, or excuse me, uh, Kraus just chose wrong on the the pick'em, and uh, then we had the the KBM boys up front, and Chandler got a great restart, uh, pushing Heim to the lead, and you know Eckes didn't have anything for him there. So the fact that Heim picked right on the restart, uh, along with Chandler Smith, just gave them that opportunity to win the race. The other thing we saw here was a, a couple of um, battles. You know, remember last year in the Cup Series, this is where uh, Hamlin and Chastain really started their feud. But we had a feud that over the last couple of weeks, you're starting to realize, like, this is kind of a feud. Matt Crafton and Carson Hosevar, they got into it last year at Gateway, uh, just as they did. You know, we saw Crafton's comments at North Wilkes-Barre, like, this kid just thinks he can just run over everybody. I'm not going to take it. Uh he wrecked Hosevar last year <laughs> earlier in this race. Uh, and then Majeski and, and uh, Gray got into it as well. So a lot of opportunity here for some storylines, I guess, uh, to see if 
you know, anything else pops up here with this new season upon us. So it was an interesting race last year. That's for sure. And, and Corey Heim as a, like you said, part-time driver getting the dub just yeah. added to that. So it was a fun race. And that's why I'm really looking forward to this on Saturday. No, I, I am as well. You know, Richmond was always dubbed the uh, uh, excitement track. Like it was always the one event where you knew action was going to happen. Well, I feel like Gateway is really kind of taking that mantle where we saw years ago. Remember the Tommy Joe Martins uh, fight, hug, wrestle, all that kind of like awkward fight. But then he like slammed his head down uh, onto the concrete and all that. So um there's a lot of action that happens here i mean last year in this race alone as well hosevar it's where he's uh suffered his broken leg uh, and was out for a, a number of weeks you know so a lot can happen here uh and hosevar i'm sure we're going to touch on him a little bit because he's obviously racing in the cup series in the number seven spire car this weekend in the cup series uh, on sunday and doing double duty so uh it'll be a lot of fun so let's do this let's look at uh, a quick little preview and then we're going to start building our card so on friday phil uh at 6 p.m eastern practice and qualifying will take place on fs1 for the truck series saturday at 1 30 on fs1 the truck series will be racing 35 laps in stage one, 35 in, two, in stage two, and then 90 laps to the finish in that final stage. I don't know about you, Phil, but I am so excited about this weekend. I was on the podcast with uh, Cody Zeeb over at the NASCAR Gambling Podcast uh, with what he and Rod typically do. Rod is out uh, you know, with the military this weekend, so I was able to sit in, help, and uh, really have some good conversations as we were previewing the Toyota 200, and it got me jacked up. I mean, talking about I'm trucks ready. already uh, with him and then coming on and doing this with you, I don't typically have plays going in where I'm already invested, ready to go, but I am invested on four <laughs> plays right now. So wow. I'm really excited to, to chat with you here tonight, but make sure you guys go check out that podcast. It was a lot of fun uh, and what Cody and Rod are doing over there. It was a good time, but it got me really prepped and prepared for what we're doing here today. So where do you want to kick it off in building our card? So let me just start. First of all, thank you to Cody Zebes for you know having you on and getting you just like juiced up, ready to go here. Juiced up. Um, I am wanting to start off just by talking about the data set that I'm looking at. Um, so when I'm calling out certain things, you know, it's interesting because you mentioned how fun the, the racing was last year um, in the, the cup series. And obviously this trucks have been here, right? So when we were handicapping the, the cup series earlier, it's kind of difficult. They've been here one time, but trucks have been coming here. And that's the reason why cup got this date is because people have just been saying, hey, Gateway's been good with the trucks. So they finally you know, gave them the opportunity. So when we're looking, we have the opportunity to look back at five races, um, back to 2018 in the truck series, and I think that's valuable. So definitely want to look at the, the track itself, track history, last five there, average finish, drive rating, the whole nine yards, You know, anything else in between there. Um, but also, I think there's a value in looking at some short flats that these guys have been at more recently so we're going back five races in 2023 through 2022 and those racetracks that i'm looking at are gateway richmond phoenix north wilkesbury just a couple weeks ago and i'm also throwing in lucas oil in there as well um as a, a very similar track so you know short track 12 degree bankings very similar to this um as well so the the more the merrier in, in this situation the more data we can get and then um yeah, of course, as always, we got to look at when the race, 
see what the pre-ranks are and uh, look at those discrepancies. I'm definitely calling out a couple of those this week when we're talking about some head-to-head matchups. When we see discrepancies in the rankings on win the race, it's definitely a, a you know flag up to say, hey, look at this. So uh, th- that's the data set. So uh, I say that to say right away this week, Derek. I mean, you called it out right before we started recording. You said, I know, I know one play you're going to take. Do you want to tell everyone what, what you said to me? Who am I taking? first overall oh yeah yeah i i pointed out it was the easiest thing on the board i could have put i could have put my mortgage on it knowing that you were on this guy coming in and you're on Corey heim to win and break it down why four and a half to one Corey heim to win i snagged him at so i wrote down on my notes 450 plus 450 yep. because that's what he was on caesars i pulled up barstool he was five to one so i absolutely Love smashed that, that. Yep. and now on barstool he's down to 450 but that's I don't want to say like don't take him at 450 because I originally wrote down on my notes plus 450. Corey Heim was the second favorite. Now he's tied with Zane Smith as the favorite, as he should be. He checks every box for what I'm looking for. Okay. So track history, not much there, but you know, actually, no, let me take a step back. First, he's been absolutely on fire this year, Derek. Like mm-hmm. there's no getting around he it. Has. This driver is absolutely having himself a year. All right. If you don't have a future on Corey Heim on, you know, one of your books, Caesars have futures for championships. You better get one because he's the fastest so far this year on green flag speed in 2023 week in week out. This team pulls it together and they are on top of it. All right. So then you look at the track history, like I was getting into a second ago and one race 51 truck. He won. So, you can't argue that. I mean, it, it was KBM. It was his only opportunity, and, and he goes and gets it done with a 139.9 driver rating. 150, by the way, is a perfect driver rating. So that is damn, damn impressive. All right. So then, you know, you say, all right, one start, maybe it was just a fluke. Comp tracks that I just referred to. So over the last year plus, he's got one win, which was here three top fives and five top 10 finishes five for five top tens in that stretch there is no other driver in the truck series that has that stat to play with there okay that is crazy um so and and you're telling me right now that he's plus 550 on DraftKings. i would i'm i'm gonna go do that like as soon as we're done so look around for Corey heim if you can find him he's checking all these boxes he's first and average finish at uh, the last six, excuse me, last five races on these comp tracks. Um, he finished six at North Wilkesboro just two weeks ago. That was, uh, you know, really off kilt for him, right? Sixth place finish. Oh man, what's wrong with Corey Heim? Uh, so that's how good he's been. So we're saying, well, you know, is there something up with him? Driver rating in that time span is first 114.2. Uh, and, you know, just to tell you how good that is, in this five race stretch, the second best driver in driver rating is Zane Smith at 103. So that is an 11 point difference average in driver rating the last five races on the contract. Unbelievable. And on win the race, as we talked to Ryan Stevens earlier this week, Derek, he's first in the pre ranks. So every single thing is pointing to Corey Heim. And if you don't get him early, he goes out and he lights the world on fire in qualifying as he's been doing this year. You might not see that number, you know, if plus 550 isn't good enough for you, you want a little bit more juice there. I don't think you're going to see it. So Corey Heim, man, he's on time. 
Heim on time. I like that. Uh, I like that a lot. Yeah, no, I don't think you're going to get a better price than 550 for him. I think he qualifies well. That number is going to move. Uh, so right now in DraftKings, like we said, you know, plus 550 is the best number out there on him. I'm going to give you the guy that I talked about, and it is Zane Smith. And I'm going to do a little bit of a counter argument. I see why you're going on Heim. It makes tons of sense. And kind of why I said earlier about Xfinity not being in the show, no drivers there, no Cup Series drivers as well. This is just trucks. This is just the truck series. And a team that has two wins this year, uh, leading the circuit in wins, uh, was Zane Smith in the 38 team. Yes, it was at Daytona and Coda. But when you don't have any of those other guys, Larson, Bush, to just kind of contend with, and you're just able to showcase the abilities of a championship caliber team like the 38 team, I think why I would get invested with them, and maybe you add both of these as just like, hey, if either of these two just kind of go out and do what they need to do, they're going to be there. Both probably going to be there late. Heim obviously has the momentum. Zane has the consistency uh, over time, over time. The closest track comp, and I mentioned this on the podcast with Cody, the closest track comp to me is Phoenix. When I was at Phoenix and I talked to Briscoe, he said Gateway is the closest thing that their team, uh, Kurt Busch said the same thing, Phoenix, uh, and Algar said Phoenix, and none of them I even said, hey, I talked to these guys, and this is what they said. They all individually said Phoenix is the closest comp. So you go back a little bit. Zane won the championship at uh, Phoenix, has won there many times, runs well here, uh, I believe, this weekend as well. I think just that team is going to solidify themselves going into these final five races before the playoffs and really cement themselves as championship-caliber team and that needs to take place this weekend. So Zane, with no other Cup Series or anything, no distractions, he's just going to go out, I think, the 38. So I don't mind even having Zane at 5 and Corey Heim at 550. That is a damn good start. I know it's square as hell, but it's a damn good start. Yeah, very chalky. But, I mean, I, I think it's a good good starting point. And, you know, to your point about Zane, coming into the week, I was saying to myself, man, I just need Zane against, you know, somebody else um, other than Ty Majeski, right? Because every week he's always paired up against Ty Majeski, and I never really want anything to do with it. Well, on one of the books, he's actually going up against Corey Heim. I want nothing to do with that bet at all. But actually, after digging into the stats a little bit, I actually don't mind Zane against Ty Majeski this week. So I'm going to be peeping that a little bit. Uh, because on the, the data that I'm looking at here, Majeski is like good, but not great. And Zane, you know, is pretty, I don't know, overall. So I don't know if I'm laying a, a real play there, but I'm more inclined to take Zane over Majeski this week uh, had more so than I've been recently. So that, that's all I'll say about that. Maybe when Saturday afternoon comes around, we'll make an actual call on that if he ends up on the card after practice. So. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can never argue Zane Smith. So we're we're on. We, we like Zane. We like the Heim conversation there. Where else are you going to lead us from an outright perspective? I got an outright that might seem a little bit um, too short to play oh. for some folks, oh. um, but it's uh, I'm seeing him at plus seven hundred and plus one ten for a top five. Um, so if the outright pick is a little too much of a stretch for you, I think a top five at plus money for this driver is really, really good. But I, I'm definitely throwing something in outright for Christian Eckes. So looking at the history, Eckes, I think he's flying a little bit below the radar here, Derek. The only problem is I think 
for what his stats are showing, I kind of wish the books were fading him a little bit, maybe like a 10 to one play, but um, still we'll, we'll see. He qualifies well, um, but looking at the history here, he doesn't really jump out at you in the last five races at gateway. He's got one top 10 finish and you know, 21 in 2021, he had an accident in 2020. He had a drive shaft uh, situation with his car. So like for a little while there when he was at, uh, KBM just kind of had, or excuse me, at um, Thor Sport, he had some issues there. Um, but in 2022, last year at Gateway, he had an unbelievable weekend. Just really great. Great off the truck. Started fifth. He finished second. He was in that final push there. I said that the KBM boys um, teamed up against him. He didn't get the push on the restart that he probably deserved when he was driving that 98 truck. And, you know, but he was very much in that race to win it. And mm-hmm. I think that was a good thing to see because obviously he had some stronger trucks in some of those other races and just didn't have the ability to finish the race for whatever reason, whether he got wrecked or whether it was a malfunction with the vehicle. Um, and, you know, the, the fact of the matter is his average finish the gateway isn't that great, but his driver rating in the last five is fourth in the truck series, 96.8. So that's telling you that he's been strong at gateway. And you know, the, the story that we're telling here is that he just hasn't really gotten the finishes. So um, looking at the comps, he's got two top tens of the five comps, but um, you know, looking at last year to me is the key. Cause he was third in green flag speed fourth in late in a run at gateway and the kicker, Okay, this is the the big thing that has my attention here, Derek, because when you're rewatching that race, who was he battling down the stretch? His future car, the 19 truck. Okay, Kraus, Derek Kraus was battling for the lead in the 19 truck. Could you imagine if it was Christian Eckes in that truck? So you're telling me Derek Kraus can put that truck in first place? And now you're throwing one of the best drivers in the series in that 19 truck? Come on. I mean, this is a, a good situation flying under the radar, and I, I really like this. So, um, like I said, third in win the rank or win the races pre ranks. So, seven to one. Maybe you stop around a little bit, like we talked about with Heim, get him at a better number. Uh, but Christian Eckes to me is someone to watch. And if you can get him in a head to head against somebody that might be looking a little lackluster, take that as well. But seven to one to win, and that top five, man. I really like that too. So, because if he gets beat out at the end of the race like he did last year, you're not too uh, upset. That top five might be my favorite one that you talked about uh, of those, the seven to one to win and the top five conversation. So, I think the thing that you pointed out the most, and I really liked it, was, you know, about the Derek Krause, him being in that car last year. If I remember correctly, and this is the funniest thing about when we do this gambling stuff, right? Like, you kind of remember the losses more than the wins. Um, in some of those moments, I couldn't tell you what my wife and I talked about five nights ago in the evening, but I could tell you for sure without even looking at a replay or anything, just this generated in my memory bank. Uh, Derek Krause did not practice. He practiced, I'm sorry, last year. If I remember correctly, he practiced and it was like a few laps, top of the charts, did not qualify, had a rocket ship, uh, went all the way up to like the top 10, I think it was, or near there. So, that 19 team, they unloaded that car fast, that truck fast last year. So now, like you said, they're getting Eckes. And Eckes ran well in what he was doing last year. There's a lot of good confidence. You know that this team 
has this race circled on their calendar waiting to go to gateway that top five price i mean i don't hate i don't think it's wrong for us to be on outrights that are short and i think that this is going to be the week where that kind of that kind of stands out where, you know, again, some of these guys, the Cup Series, the Xfinity guys that are dipping down and doing this are not doing it this, this week. So the cream is going to rise to the top. Eckes is definitely a championship caliber uh, car and a truck this year and a team as well. And then we already labeled, you know, Haim and Zane. So Eckes top five, my favorite bet so far that you discussed. I just want to say you're dead on. Um, I have the the stats up here for practice from last year. Um Get out. Kraus, Kraus practiced fifth, didn't okay. qualify, started 36th. By mid race, he was 17, and he ended up finishing seventh. He led 12 laps. Like I said, he was battling with Eckes. And what happened with Kraus was on that final restart, he just picked wrong. He he picked the, the wrong lane said that. and yeah. got shuffled back. And that was just a just horrible decision by him and the team. So you are 100% right uh, about the fact that he practiced really strong, finished fifth in practice. I'll, so good I'll, stuff. That's interesting. I'll, I'll give you one more guy that I was on that I remember, and I haven't gone back and watched the race, but I was on Grant Enfinger pretty good. And Grant, man, that, that car was, that truck was so fast. Uh, and then he got in, I mentioned this on the podcast, like he got in over his head and, got into a wreck and it was just that truck was so damn fast in what they were doing in the 23. So it'll be interesting. So you, you laid out already a couple of the outrights. Do you have any other outrights you, you want to move into some of the finishing position props before we go into uh, any of the head to heads? Yeah, no more outrights for the pod. You know, it doesn't mean we're not going to throw something on on Saturday, but um, yeah, we can get into some of these other bets because I know we, we both have a few. Okay, so I'll actually, you talked about Eckes top five. I'm going to stay in that same market and something that I'm already invested in. It's plus 140, top five for Grant Enfinger. I don't know if there's anybody that's been better, you know, these last few weeks. But let's just go back to the speed that he showed here last year with the 23 truck and then got the win at IRP. I feel like there was momentum that was generated from that race, although it was not the finish he wanted. He's a veteran of this series. But this truck and this team just seems like it's starting to gain some momentum. And uh, I tell you what, Phil, I'm I'm over the uh, I'm all over you know Enfanger top five. Now we've talked about five guys uh, already, four guys really, and uh, we like them to win. We like them to finish top five. Not everybody can finish top five, but if there's one guy that I feel like you know I'm confident about that's going to be in that mix, um, and and I might be wrong about it. He might finish sixth or seventh but is going to be in that mix is definitely the 23 truck of Grand Enfinger. Well, I mean, I've got uh, another guy after that, but I'm a little skeptical of the Enfinger pick, um, to be quite honest with you. Now, he's been good on the comp tracks, you know, four for five, finishing in top 10 in the, the comp tracks, but at Gateway, he hasn't done a top five in the last five races. So that makes me a little skeptical, but hey, you might be looking at that as like, give me the plus money. That's why I'm getting plus money. Uh, mm-hmm. And he was battling for the lead last year. Now, it yep. was 100% his fault, the reason why 100%. he wrecked. And, you know, he couldn't side draft Chandler Smith well enough and ends up wrecking them both. Um, so that's a little concerning. But, I mean, you're right when it comes to these comp tracks. Uh, he's got something there. So, 
yeah, I mean, if you can put me in the top 10, if you can tell me that the 23 trucks in the top 10 and he's going to be fighting throughout that day, plus 140 for a top five. Um, I'm not scared of that, you know, too much, but he's going to have to do a little bit more than he has done in the past at this track in order to cash that for you. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think you're wrong there. It'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. Um, you know, like I said, I'm invested in that. So any other uh, top fives or top threes that you're on? Oh, 100%. I got a guy. Ooh, let's uh, hear it. I, I mean, I, I got a guy that, I mean, I talked about how Heim checks the boxes for the outright pick. Top five for Stuart Friesen. Now, you know, you've seen the movie Meet Me in St. Louis. Well, meet me in St. Stewie because he loves this track. Um, in the last five races at Gateway, he does not have a win, but he's got four top five finishes. The only other person that has more than one top five is Johnny Sauter. Is he even racing this weekend? Um, so that is just two Stewie's credit how good he's been at this racetrack. Average finish is 5.8. That's second on the list to Corey Heim, who's only been here once. So that's a little bit of an asterisk. He finished first. Uh, so Friesen, obviously, is a complete veteran, been here a million times, and he's, what is it, 5.8 average finish. That's unbelievable. Driver rating is second, 98.2, but again, to Heim, uh, who had an unbelievable race last year. So that's not all, though, right? I'm not just putting all my eggs in the gateway basket. There's more. In the last five comp tracks, he's got no wins, but three top five finishes out of five races. Five for five, finishing in the top 15. The only other driver who has three top fives in those last five races, Corey Heim, who we just talked about, is the favorite to win this fucking race. So, I mean, plus 1,500 for Stuart Friesen to win. Give me a little sprinkle on that, but plus 160 to finish in the top five. He's done it four times in the last five races like come on in 2022 in this race he was sixth in green flag speed fifth late in the run finished fourth uh, i mean what more do we need here at plus 160 when i was going through the odds i was like where is he where is he holy shit where is he oh there he is perfect snag him Let, let's go uh so freezing let's do it uh meet me in, meet me in saint stewie let's do it Meet me in St. Stewie is right. That is awesome. That was a great explanation for why you're wanting to get invested in him. And that's interesting. I mean, it just some of those metrics and statistics that you read off really, really make that 52 truck look pretty good. And 15 to one uh, is what you said, you know, his price point is as an outright. So uh, don't dislike that either. We're really making some good conversations here about some of these guys where if anybody listening is getting invested, you're going to be, um, you're going to be in good position. So what else do you got for us then in the top five market? That, that's all I have for top that's five. It. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm good. I'm good there for now. Yeah. Um, I mean, we called out a lot of guys finishing. We called we out more called than out five guys finishing time. in the top five. So, um, yeah. yeah, we're, we're, we're definitely spreading it around a little bit, but I'm good to get like in some it. head to heads. I think head to heads will be perfect. So we talked about just before we started recording, I said, I have three head to heads. I'm on. You said you have about three that you really like as well. It's going to be interesting to hear if any of them are against each other. Uh, yes, you know, sure. Cody and I have one that is directly against each other. And 
Uh, I'm curious first to see if we are on the same page, opposite page, no page at all. So I'm actually going to let you go first and then I'll go second with what I like. So uh, what is your favorite head to head or what's the head to head that you are uh, investing in right now? So. All right. I've got a couple different situations here um, and situation kind of backed my way in i don't know which one is my favorite out of all these because to be quite honest okay. with you i really like all of them but i'm going to start with ben rhodes over jesse love it's on barstool and you're raising your hands phil that was ben. the first head to head i talked about on the podcast with cody go ahead ben rhodes over jesse love i Are you, love it no i'm on rhodes on all day is is cody with us on this one uh he was just agreeing that like uh, he saw the points with it. I think he is. Yes. Uh, but okay. this was one of my, this was my first play I talked about. So good, good on you. Good start. <laughs> All right. We're in agreement. Um, I don't even know how this is a matchup Derek. Like what, what's going on here? The, the number one truck, you know, has been driven by Bubba, got a fifth place finish by Bubba on a comp track, North Wilkesboro. Yep. But that's a cup driver. He had a ninth place finish with, um, Salvilich, I don't know, William, I don't know how to pronounce Nailed that it. guy's name. Yep, nope, um, that, and that was on a short flat as, short flat as well, uh, <laughs> but finished ninth. But I, I guess that's how this is even a, a situation because we're talking about a driver. If you're listening to this and you're like, wait, they Ben Rhodes is going up against Jesse Love? Like, who is that? Like, am, am I not a good NASCAR fan because I don't really know who that is? He's an ARCA series driver. Mm -hmm. He has not had a start in this race. And he's going up against a truck series champion in this matchup in his first ever race. Like, come on. So then you say to yourself, well, is Ben Rhodes trash on these racetracks? Not really. I mean, Rhodes has one top five, three top tens, five for five, finishing in the top 20 at Gateway. You're telling me that, you know, all he's got to do, if Ben Rhodes finishes in the top 20, he wins this matchup, in my opinion. I think mm -hmm. that's what really drove me to this was like, he's consistent enough to finish in the top 20 at gateway. I don't think this first time driver from the Arca series who's hot right now, let's give him credit. He's got three straight wins, Charlotte, Kansas and Talladega in the Arca series. Good for him. This is a different beast, man. I, I have mm -hmm. to, I have to believe that this is a different beast in my heart of hearts. So that's why I'm so passionate about this. Rhodes is fifth in average finish at gateway 9.8 fifth in driver rating in the last five comp tracks he's got three top tens average finishes 12.6 and it's funny because on the comp tracks he starts exactly where he finishes his average start is 12.6 his average finish is 12.6 that's kind of funny to call out so interesting what i what that means to you as the gambler is if you see ben rhodes starting 11th you say to yourself is this kid gonna beat 11th mm -hmm. no I mean, I don't think so. And clearly you don't. So no. I just don't see it. I, I it's I love the fact that they're throwing this kind of like weird matchup out there, but I'm going to pounce on it. Uh, I am as well. And uh, I already did. And I know this number one minus 118 is not going to be there by the time practice and qualifying starts. So I would jump on it now if you're listening. Uh, Jesse Love, like you said, has done really well in the Arca series, has two straight wins that I know of in Kansas and Charlotte. But when you come up and start playing with the big boys and there's a lot of excitement, yeah, you might come out and be fast and practice and qualifying. 
and you might start out the race well, but those drivers, those truck series drivers know how to get it done and they're going to use you up pretty good, pretty quick. And I just don't see, I don't see if everything, if you were to say there's no cautions and nothing mechanical happens negatively to Jesse or Ben Rhodes, Ben Rhodes is going to win this. I, I, I he's going to win this hundred percent. So no acts of God happening. Correct. You're right. That's Correct. exactly right. Yeah. And, and here's the other point, right? We just talked about how this racetrack was definitely tough last year. We saw Grant mm-hmm. Infinger wipe out on his own for the lead. And that right. guy is a veteran of this series. That just kind of shows you like it's a little bit difficult um, to yep. have a perfect race. And, you know, one little slip up and that could be the end of this kid's day. So I, I got to believe that Ben Rhodes can beat him in a head to head matchup. I like it. So we're both on Rhodes over Jesse Love. Uh, that was going to be the one I talked about first, uh, but you already did it. So why don't you go again? I'm curious to see oh, if no, we can no, go. No. Your oh, turn. Oh, my turn. Okay. I took All right. Your, so I'm gonna. No. You did. You did. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a guy. I'll go with the uh, the one that I talked about as well, uh, and I'll save maybe the one that was the most contentious uh, last. So I went with Zane over Majeski. And I already outlined why I like Zane uh, a lot. And Ty, you know, Majeski is, he's good. He's not elite. And I just feel like this is going to be a weekend where somebody like Zane, and I'm getting him at minus 110. He's actually the underdog in the matchup uh, versus Majeski. So, uh, you know, I like that alone as well. Um, but give me Zane minus 110 find it on Caesars uh in this matchup i just feel like Zane should have been the one that was favored and Zane is going to be top 3 top 4 so Majeski has to be the one that's more so outrunning him i think yeah i mean i, I kind of touched on that earlier a little bit how i was more inclined to actually take this bet than i have been in the past so um i tend to agree with you i mean in, in all the stats that i'm looking at the average finish driver rating for comp tracks, average finish, driver rating um, on the last five um, at Gateway, the win the race rankings, green flag speed last year, like any really way you want to slice it, Zane Smith's in the lead um, on those metrics. So I can't disagree. Like, I think there's a good reason why you would take that here. Um, so, yeah, I I don't have a – I'm not going to be like, yes, I'm 100% like all right. in throwing the mortgage on it, but I agree. Like, I, I can't make a case for Majeski because of everything that the numbers are saying. Yeah. So that's, that's going to be where I go. Uh, what about you? What's your next head to head on your card? All right, man. This is one that I was looking at, had a matchup, and then found a better one. So I want to explain, break this down for you in the notes that I had written out. Um, I'm liking Maddie D this week a little bit. Um, Maddie D over Chase Purdy, but um, we're then going to talk about somebody else. So breaking this down in the way that my mind kind of worked here. Um, so doing the math, doing the stats, seeing oh what the what the fuck Maddie D. What is this guy popping up at? What's going on here, right? So Matty D, he did well last year here. He uh, had a sixth-place finish. He was 12th in green flag speed, 11th late in the run. He, he definitely outperformed what his equipment was doing, and that's kind of 
what the 25 team was hoping they would get out of Matty D like as a driver, like, Hey, our equipment's not that great, but you're supposed to be this like cup series driver, right. With all these fans, you're supposed to outperform, outperform your equipment. He kind of did that last year at gateway. So props to him, right. Um, started 16th. He kept moving up through the race. It's really good. It's, you know, driver rating was pretty solid. 89.0. And, you know, it was a bit out of character for Matty D last season. Like he had a pretty rough go last year. And I would say that that was a bright spot for him in the last five races. The comp tracks were able to look back. He's been a part of all five of those races. Um, and, you know, he's been pretty solid there as well. One top five, two top tens, three top 15s, four top 20s like just kind of building blocks there um which by the way that's the same as chase purdy but uh he's got a much better driver rating than purdy and a much better average finish than purdy in those comp tracks 11.8 to 15.6 compared to chase purdy um he's three and two versus chase in that time span and you know really 2023 as a whole matty d has been much faster like green flag speed uh much faster than chase and i'm a chase purdy fan like i'm a fan of the four truck i've been on chase he's won me money this year uh but just this racetrack for whatever reason maddie d's popping up on the style of racetrack so you know he's jumping up here when the race has an eight spot differential for maddie d to chase purdy so that got my attention i'm saying all right good let's write it up this is the pick then i found on Another book, I, I have to look it up. You were raising your hands earlier, so I'm assuming you're in the know of what I'm about to say. Raja Karuth is going up against Matt DiBenedetto, and this is a 10-spot, excuse me, 11-spot differential on when the race is pre-ranks, and that is, out of all the head-to-heads that I looked at, the biggest discrepancy that we have, Karuth has one top 15 in his last four starts at Gateway, uh, and Matt is minus 120 in that matchup. So I did all the stuff for Matty D versus Purdy and then landed on Matty D versus Carruth. I mean, I'll take both of them, but if you're taking one, it's got to be Matty over Carruth. So, so I just, you were making some gestures. Yeah, What's your, what's your uh, vibe here? So I just texted Cody and I said, you are going to shit your pants when you hear us talk about Maddie D and Raja Karuth, because I am on Maddie D over Raja Karuth. He's on Raja Karuth over Maddie D. It's our, it's, it's our most, uh, we did a Venmo bet, but we did it a little different. So here's what we're going to do. What Cody and I are doing is this. So the 24 truck is driven by Raja Karuth. The 25 truck is driven by Matt DiBenedetto. So if Matt wins, let's just use that one because we, we're saying that he will. Let's say Matt wins and is five spots ahead of Raja. Well, I get paid the number, the door number 25 plus those five spots. So for every spot in, in between, you get paid a dollar. So if wow. Raja would win, I have to pay him 24 plus whatever, you know, the differences of spots. I'm on Maddie D for a couple of reasons. I think um, you laid out everything perfectly. I can't really get into the statistics because you nailed it. But what Matt's been able to do over the last couple of weeks, and I've not necessarily been a Matt D. Benedetto backer. I've been somebody Same. that's been watching Same him here. and I've faded him at times, but watching his consistency. And if you look at his statistics from Kansas and although his 
finishing position is not going to tell a full story. He did wreck. He did cause a wreck. Let's just say that uh, on a restart, but he was in the top four. So he's been getting up there, you know, North Wilkesboro, another place ran extremely well. And I just believe that that 25 team is now starting to the cobwebs have been shook out from him trans transferring over. Got a win at um, Talladega last year. I really feel like he and that team are starting to click. And Raja, however, even came out this week and he said, I don't have a ride for next year. I'm actively looking. Uh, I just don't have a chance in this with this car again. Well, that's negative energy that I do not need to be associating myself with. And with that, when you're trying to audition on a weekly basis, you're pressing. It's just exactly why we talked about Jesse Love coming up. And he might press a little bit because he's he's the big man on campus. He's on the JV team coming up to play varsity. Well, it's different in varsity. So Raja has been showing great speed. And I even said this. I don't think I would bet this on a mile and a half track. If we were at Charlotte or Texas or somewhere like that, I probably wouldn't bet this because that 24 car has shown a lot of speed. I'm on end finger because that that truck and that team has shown really good speed. The 24 truck has been fast. On a place like this, you kind of bring everybody down a little bit. It's not a short track. It's not really a true intermediate. It's a mile and a quarter track. I really do like Matty D over Raja Karuth. And that's that's that was my other head-to-head. So you touched on the two of the three that I'm on. Well, we're on the same page. I mean, the, the Karut thing, I think you make a good point, right? Like if this was a different style track, if it was a mile and a half, it was a true intermediate. I don't think I would touch this. Matty D hasn't shown me shit on, on those types, but for what he did last year and for the fact that Karut's had four shots at it and couldn't do what Matty did in one start uh, last year, that, you know, is enough, I guess, to really put me over the edge. Um, so it's definitely a one-off basis. I, I'm i not a, a fan of Matty D either. I, I almost, like, I don't have my certified, like, hater card, but my registration might be in the mail. Um, and, you know, luckily it hasn't come in yet because I, I agree. I mean, the, the bet. So I'm going to have to listen to the, the pod with you and Cody uh, for sure. I want to hear the other side that, that Cody made for Caruth. Um but yeah, I mean, I have to say I'm I'm with you on that one. So, uh, and and win the race, like I said, an 11 spot difference is pretty pretty large. That was my favorite part that you said there because uh, what Ryan's been able to do in those discrepancies is kind of been spot on. Like it's almost like a cheat code. Um, and so that's really cool to hear that it was like 11 spot difference. So. Those are the head-to-heads I'm on, and we touched about the outrights and the top fives. Was there any other any other plays, uh, head-to-heads, anything else that you are on or you're going to get invested with or you want to discuss? Just just one other, um, and then we can start to wind it down a little bit here. But um, this was Matt Crafton. So Crafton kept popping up as I was you know, writing my numbers mm-hmm. down. And I, I think we've learned this year, like, we got to be a little picky with Crafton. Um, right. But so I'm not necessarily taking them as a top five, like we've done a few times, maybe on some mile and a half. Uh, but they have them in a head to head against Tanner Gray on Caesars. And that intrigued me. I wanted to look into that a little bit. You get a little confused with the Gray brothers. Uh, Taylor in the 17, I think, is stronger of the two. So I'm like, well, which one do they have them up against? Ta- uh, Tanner. All right, well, let me dig into this here a little bit. 
Um, so Kraft in his last five at Gateway, he's got one top five, two top tens, four top 15s, and he's five for five, finishing in the top 20. Pretty consistent. Now, you know, top 20s, not great, but when head-to-head matchup, we talk about it all the time. I need consistency over anything else. His average finish is 11.4. That's eighth in the truck series. Tanner has two starts at this racetrack. His average finish is 24.0. Um, so that right there is like, okay, does he have anything else to, to play with it here? Uh, comps on the last five races, Tanner has one top 15. His average finish is 19.0. So that's not getting it done. And Crafton, for comparison, has three top 10s, and he's five for five finishing in the top 15 on these comp tracks average finish 9.4 so both of them i think they're matched up against each other because both of them had some pretty good speed last year they were like 12th and 13th in green flag speed um but crafton has just been a bit faster overall this season uh clearly performed better last year and he's got a four spot difference in the win the race rankings um so you know when you're looking at the head-to-heads the books do a good job matching people up against each other that are closer. Taylor, I think, is a couple spots ahead of Crafton. Um, so that's why you got to be a little, you know, <laughs> double checking. Uh, but four spots is enough. Crafton minus 130. I think um, I'm leaning Crafton in that one. So would like your thoughts. I mean, do you have any any take on either of those two guys? Uh, I don't know if I do. I mean, I, I get the wily old veteran in Matt Craft and looking at some of his qualifying statistics uh, and maybe even a counter argument to maybe just waiting. Um, he's not qualified well uh, at all. You know, he's qualified 34, 30, 21st, 21st again, 19th, 18th, 24th, just to name a few. Um, so he's not really qualified the well that well this year. So if you like that and you think, hey, over the course of time, the other thing too would be the stages. And if you look at like, 35 laps in, a, in the first stage, 35 in the second, not very long. The long one is the 90 lap one. So he's going to have to like kind of qualify at worst mid. So like 15th, 18th in there and then kind of stay steady because those are short stages. And then the last ones, the longest ones where he can maybe start gaining some position. But um, I have no, I have no lean uh, either way. My argument would be maybe wait. Yeah, and here's the, I think, reason to wait is his average starting position at Gateway in the last five races is 6.6. So that is damn good. Um, Yeah. There's only three people better than him. It's Eckes, Smith, and Corey Heim in one race. So the reason to wait, and it's kind of opposite thinking, right? You're saying, like, well, I need to get him now before he goes to qualifying. Well, yeah. The, the reason to wait would be, uh, excuse me, Crafton hasn't really been, you know, that guy, the 88 truck mm-hmm. that we're used to. Um, yeah. So if he goes out and he does qualify top 10, man, I, I want in on him because this is definitely a racetrack that speaks to him. Um, and that tells you, okay, we're in the ball game here. If he's qualifying 35th, like he has been a few times recently, then maybe that's a no bet. So, um, and and I don't think the odds are going to shift that much because I do think both the gray brothers are pretty decent in practice enough practice and qualifying enough where I don't think this matchup is going to shift drastically. He's already minus minus one thirty. If anything, if gray puts up a a top 10, maybe they both are like even odds. And then 
you know that yeah. you got something with Crafton at that point and we move forward. So we'll, we'll wait, see how it goes. But um, I really want to see if he's the Crafton of gateway of the past. Okay. Well then I think that was a good uh, conversation kind of go back and forth. It makes me kind of think a little bit more about Crafton. didn't know how stellar of a starting position uh, or a qualifier he was at this track. So that's interesting to kind of keep note of uh, when practice and qualify happen tomorrow or Friday, I should say uh, where else you want to take us. That's that's really all I have. I mean, we, we touched on a lot of different drivers um, and yeah, practice and qualifying being Friday night. The fact, Derek, when was the last time we had practice and qualifying on a different day? Right. So we have a full night to absorb the information, look at yep. what the data is telling us, sleep on it, wake up, play some bets, put the card out there. I mean, it's been a while, right, because these one day shows have been pretty consistent with the truck series. And that puts a lot of pressure on the gambler. You got to make your decision mm-hmm. pretty quick, absorb the information as quick as you can. I'm pretty pumped that we get a chance to have a little show on Friday night, take all that in and, and make some good calculated decisions. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I absolutely am as well. I think the last time it happened was uh, Wilkesboro. I think they practiced on Friday, but I, I think they qualified Saturday and then they raced Saturday. So you didn't get to see exactly. all those two sessions like you talked about. So, yeah, uh, to have that is going to be really cool, is really going to be um, good for us and good for the listeners out there to really kind of get in touch with what you and I are thinking post practice and qualifying uh, as we get ready to handicap this uh, going into Saturday. So, I know for me, I don't have any additional plays uh, that I'm on. We talked about everything, but I also think that there hasn't been a show that we have done together from a truck series perspective where you and I have been locked in together. We don't have any anything really against each other at all. We both you know, kind of heard some different sides of finishing position outrights and this is either going to be the best thing when we're talking next week, <laughs> or this is going to be uh, like a funeral service. We mush are going central. to be yeah. mush. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm really eager, really excited about uh, this weekend's, you know, action at uh, uh, worldwide technology raceway. So I think you want to touch on anything driver group game real quick and then we'll get out. I do because I think it's kind of funny. Um, yeah, my driver group game lineup this week might make some people absolutely puke, but I need to start getting <laughs> a little creative because of the fact that you can only start each driver nine times. Yeah. Um, so hear me out here. My my A driver, uh, no explanation more needed. I'm going with Corey Heim. I think he's going to absolutely crush it. Um, so he's my A driver. But this is where it gets a little fun. I'm taking Matty D as one of my B drivers. Um, but this is really where gets fun let me let me make sure i have my stat correct here i'm going for the first time ever i still got nine starts left on this driver and it's gonna make some people puke um but i'm going with Haley deegan uh in her average finish at gateway is 11.0 so i don't know what the hell her other tracks kind of correlate to is like her best track but average finish 11.0 for deegan um i'm trying to see how many times she's been here if you give me one second twice um so she's got a seventh and a 15th like two top 15 finishes for deegan i'll take her as a throw in as a b uh driver who i haven't started yet kind of a free pass we got to get a little creative here and then the final guy my c driver right we don't have any cup guys in the mix so we don't have a cop out here in the c bracket um 
I'm going with Bailey Curry driving for Nice. Oh. And the thing that had my attention is on win the race. He's ranked 13th going into wow. this race before practice and qualifying. So Bailey Curry is by far the highest ranked C driver that we can get. So, um, yeah, he's driving that 41 truck for Nice. We'll see. Um, so I think they're they're thinking that that truck is strong. And um, Curry did pretty good the, the first race he had. Um, I think it was last week. So we'll, uh, we'll go with him in the C slot. So Heim, Matty D, Haley Deegan, and Bailey Curry, a very eclectic group there. And we'll see how we come out the other side. So that's the that's, driver group game. I like it. I think that's uh, some good strategy there. Um, interesting tidbit about Haley Deegan. Did not know that. So shout out Ford Martin, who's uh, her spotter in the truck series. So uh, interesting stuff uh, for sure. So, Phil, I like I said, man, I'm locked with you here. Uh, we are either going to crush this or it is going to crush us. So why don't you uh, plug where people can find you, and then I'll I'll get us out of here. Absolutely. Um, at Full Tank Phil, Twitter, Instagram, let me know what you got going on. I'll, I'll tell you, probably blindly. I love doing that. <laughs> and um, the, the podcast for the Cup Series is Full Tank with Phil on Apple and Spotify or anywhere else you listen to them. Um, and, yeah, just really happy that we were able to get an episode in here it's really mm-hmm. scary that you said five races left till playoffs. Um, so that means we're going to have some pretty sporadic episodes like here and there. Cause I guess that's what the schedule is cooking with, but it's been mm-hmm. great. Like having these like back to back to back um, race weekends as a fan and as a, a gambler, you know, kind of putting some plays out there. So um, we got to enjoy them while we can. And um, it, it's been definitely a highlight of the week for me for sure. So thank you, Derek. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, same here. Um, and it will be interesting. Like you said, like we've, we've been kind of rattling off maybe the last seven weeks or so with having the trucks. And now we're going to start getting into some of the races where, you know, they're, they're at worldwide technology this week, then they're not racing until the end of June at Nashville. And then, uh, you know, twice, three more times in July and then once twice more in August. So it's just interesting how the schedule is going to be playing out, but I'm uh, really looking forward to it. Best way to support me and connect with me is at Derek Yoder underscore on Twitter. Uh, download, make sure if you haven't already uh, like and subscribe, leave a review for us here on the NASCAR betting preview show podcast. We want to hear uh, good or bad and hear what you have to say. So make sure you're subscribed to that. we got Mike Bachman coming out with an Xfinity show uh, this week. Obviously tr- uh, the trucks are with Phil and I, and then we did the NASCAR betting preview show on Twitter spaces uh, this past week and last week we had a thousand over a thousand of you tuned in uh to the show on wednesday and then i did one on monday where we had nearly 400 uh people tuning in so it was a lot of fun and good support there so make sure you're supporting each and every guy affiliated with the show mike bachman skybox nascar mark harris rory picks phil like he mentioned the full tank with phil podcast and also nascar underscore damas who's doing a lot of statistician work behind the scenes for us to make sure you're supporting each and every member of the crew. So, Phil, good luck this weekend. Looking forward to seeing what happens with the trucks. Hopefully our cards come out in the green, and I'll make sure to update that. But enjoy practice qualifying. We'll catch you next week. You